Hey there, everyone. I, I'm i kind of low energy right now because not only am I tired, am I hot, but I just got off of seeing some really not fun, not okay, Super Tuesday uh, results for the election. Okay? Just not. I'm not thrilled right now. But I would like to talk about Survivor, Winners at War, as is tradition here. Um... The season is yet to uh, fail to deliver, but this was a really a tragic episode. I'm really in agreement with a lot of the main people who were just devastated to see Ethan go. Just like, it was such a crapshoot in that they narrowly lost that challenge. Sele lost that immunity challenge by two seconds. Those two seconds is the difference between Ethan being here uh, or Ethan getting voted out and Ethan being here well down the line, I'm I would predict, because Ethan really did seem like in a great spot, and not the only reason he ended up getting booted out ultimately was because of Adam Klein spilling the beans to Boston Rob. Otherwise, there's an easy poverty vote, and I don't think Ethan would be the next one up at all, you know. And of course, once we come to a merge or any sort of swap that might happen. I think Ethan would be in a better spot than someone like Rob or Parvati, whoever was there. So, it's really out of left field. A lot of these early votes are not ones you would expect. Uh, like, Natalie, Amber, Danny, Ethan. Wow. No way I would have predicted that going into this. And not only that, I mean, I, I love Parvati. And I really do love Boston Rob, so it's not like I wanted one of them to be booted out. But it's almost like uh, Ethan paid the price for their reputation, which is wild to me. Uh, I mean, good on Boston Rob for he values poverty more, and him doing that, spilling the beans about how Adam spilled the beans ultimately does save his number one ally Parvati in that moment um, it's just wild to me to think that you know I've been rooting for Rob and Parvati for so long and I've loved seeing Ethan but it's not like I felt like I needed to cross my fingers for him at any point like I have for Rob and Parvati and yet as soon as I hear that he's voted out I'm like wow this is a uh, this came out of left field and almost hurts more than I was like really freaking out about the idea that Parvati might be voted out right there, which is a, seemed like a very real possibility, and it was. But then just this subverted my expectations completely, and I'm almost like I think I would have preferred Parvati to go home, at least in the context of this season, in that she hasn't given us much so far she's given us some good confessionals but she hasn't really done much in the game she's really tried to lay low it seems and she's just kind of tagged along with Boston Rob but then again I would love to see this like Parvati's scraping by on this vote I would love to see some payoff to that and have her make a deep run but we'll see I mean it might be all for naught and uh, we might have lost Ethan for nothing if Sele loses immunity next episode and we're right back to it and Parvati's in the easy vote again who knows but it really was a really cool episode Adam I have enjoyed from an entertainment perspective for sure and I actually I kind of respected the move that he made to go and tell Rob 
because he's he's trying to play play the game, and I admire that. It's also good entertainment. But of course, Rob he plays the same way consistently. He is never the submissive player in any situation ever. He always wants to be the alpha. So of course, he's going to take that information and use it to make something happen, which in this case saves Parvati, but still costs him Ethan. So we still get a nice blind side where Rob and Parvati are blindsided because they do kind of expect Adam to go at this point. That would have been wild if it was a complete turnaround and Adam was the one that went after all this and the three old schoolers somehow got out of it entirely. But unfortunately that was not the case. It seems the that Ben, Michelle, and Jeremy and Denise contingency wanted to just give Adam a slap on the wrist in a way but still keep him around. But then again, if if they do go to tribal council again with the same tribe structure, um, it's very possible that he would be the one voted out if he can't mend fences quick enough, you know, because they do have the clear majority on Rob and Parvati now, so there's not much they can do. But if you're considering the merge and endgame, who knows what, what factors go into it there because they might want to keep Rob and Parvati as further meat shields into the merge, or they might be like too dangerous, rather keep Adam into the merge, that kind of thing. But Adam is dangerous in a different way in that he will, he's willing to flip-flop and work on both sides and try to work both sides like he did. So honestly, I was really bummed when uh, Sally lost this challenge by literal seconds, because as much as I'd love to call, I'm never really a fan of a season that, uh, has one tribe winning 75% of the challenges, which is what it seems to be the direction it seems to be going in. They've won three out of the four immunity challenges. I've never been a fan of that, in that it's just like you get so much of this one tribe, and if it's this one tribe has some really good players focused on it, you're going to chop out some really good players as it whittles down, while maybe some not so good players in the other tribe get to skate by just from winning immunities. You know, it's the nature of the game, but also, I mean, I guess that's the whole motivation for doing swaps and things like that, is to shake it up and not have just the status quo going on here and just one tribe running through. But sometimes they let it play out, and people have been wondering, is there going to be a swap? Maybe we won't, and I know most people are really on board with that because uh, swaps can lead to some nonsense, for sure. Like, I mean, Sandra got swap screwed in Game Changers, so... I imagine people would be pissed if it was like a tribe ended up being all Sele and then Sandra because she would be pretty much true there. You know, it's like one of those things where you want to shake it up for entertainment, but again, you're rolling the dice to maybe just screwing a, a really quality player in the process. But um, it's a double-edged sword in that even without a swap, you could have a situation like this where one tribe just gets decimated and it eventually... Boston Rob and Parvati have really, against all odds, have, have not been voted out early on. Everybody assumed they would be early targets. So, But eventually their luck will run out if they keep losing immunity challenges. But from what we did get from Tikal, it's just been kind of fun stuff lately. Uh, you get Tony with the shark, Tony with the ladder. You get Sarah going um, over to the other tribe. The shenanigans calling in Tony to spit on ashes and put them on her face for camouflage. That was fun, even though, I mean, it's pretty much been 
put to bed already, even after the first challenge, uh, when Vince did it in Island of the Idols, that sneaking into the other camp isn't really that much of a challenge, in that uh, nine times out of ten, if you hear someone, you're going to think it's just the cameraman moving around, because there's a whole crew there. So you're not going to think, oh, it must be a rival, tri rival tribe member here. So to call has some really cool people on it. You know, wouldn't want to lose a lot of them, but uh, as much as they've had fun moments, I really would love to get to see more strategy from them, which is really going to come out when you're forced to vote someone off. That's when things start getting sp spicy, which they've only had to do once, and they, that was when they just voted out R Rob's wife for being Rob's wife. So we haven't really got into the down to the nitty-gritty here yet. We have gotten Tyson approaching Yule and Sophie about Sandra as a possible target, but then Yule goes and tells Sandra that. Uh, really loving Yule this season, even though we haven't had him put into uh, a, a position of adversity yet, where we haven't had him go to multiple tribal councils to see how he actually he navigates the dy dynamics of it, but it seems like he's doing well. We just haven't seen the uh, end goal, end of that yet. As much as I hate the Edge of Extinction, um, Natalie has been getting a lot of screen time. She has had a lot of confessionals. In fact, she's had the most confessionals so far this season. According to, uh, I know, a Reddit user posted the confessional accounts, and she did have the most, which was a really shocking statistic to me. But, I mean, it leads you to be believe that she would be the likely person to come back into the game but at the same time she's the one doing most of the things on the edge that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, Boston Rob couldn't be voted off next and then come back immediately uh, at the merge or whatever uh, but uh, that's the weird thing with these fire tokens I just wish it was more there was more transparency going into it in that even the players have to just kind of guess like when Sarah's given the steal a vote opportunity from Natalie, you have to you could spend one fire token on it. It's really hard, even though it might not be the best advantage in the world, especially in her comfortable position she seems to be in right now. It's really hard to say no to that when you don't know like what else will come. Like, will I need some five fire tokens for something in the future? Is this the best I'm gonna get? Because things just kind of pop up randomly. Things pop up in your bag, and you have this menu. Uh, for the fire tokens, but most of them are arbitrary, not useful things in the game sense. So it's really hard for the players and viewers to get a grasp on is this a good idea to spend the fire token here when you <laughs> you have one fire token? Is it a good idea to spend one your one fire token on the steal of vote? Is that something you're going to regret? You would hope not because you're given no indication of that. It's like if you're not going to spend it on that, you're just hoping that something better comes along. So I wish that was more uh, transparent and you, it was more clear ahead of time. Because I I didn't mind the fire tokens for sure. It's an interesting element. Do you think they should have been a separate thing outside of winners? It could have been like a whole season around them. But you were. it is interesting at least that the edge interacts with the fire tokens and with the game through the fire tokens in this way, it makes it a lot more interesting than the original Edge of Extinction, but 
still it's just too unclear and some people are just granted this knowledge that others don't have you know as if you have the connections that are sending you stuff from the edge of extinction then you know that's how this is kind of, this survivor economy is kind of working otherwise you're kind of left out left in the dark until someone tells you about it so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out but uh overall from the episode really really great episode again but uh, tragic and of course Ethan going on uh, Adam's mistake. I'm really just interested to see the fallout from this and I'd love to see more from Tikal. Hopefully we don't lose it again because it's been a very silly centric season so far. But uh, will there be a swap? There's been no indication in a preview and usually you'd have one by now. So what's going on with that? Will there be no swap? And then We'll, I'm guessing an Edge of Extinction person comes back at Merge, and then they'll probably have one later down, down the line as well. But it'll just be interesting to see how much Fire Tokens impact that, because Natalie, that is another thing I've heard people talk about that I really agree with. It's really weird to give the first boot specifically such an advantage over everybody else, and that you have, have more opportunities to gather these Fire Tokens than anybody else. Whereas, theoretically... The right before merge, Parvati could have like three fire tokens accumulated, but she gets booted out, has to bequeath all her fire tokens, goes to the edge with zero, and then Natalie has like five and she gets some sort of significant advantage to get back in the game. That's complete nonsense. So, like, it was if you were going to get voted out fifth. It's almost like you'd rather be voted out first because you have more of an advantage in the edge. It's really weird in that sense. So it's not fully thought out by the producers, I believe. But uh, anyway, I mean, I love the season, though. So hopefully it just keeps delivering. Thank you for watching, and I'll see you next week, hopefully. We are taking a bit of a break from Tarkaron videos and I have to get my laptop fixed soon. So if there's a, ever a break in the middle of in a week of uploads that's probably why because my laptop needs to be fixed really oh all right that's it